0: friend. Welcome to another episode of the Simply Teach podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring on a teacher friend to talk about simple ways to engage our students, stay motivated, and keep up with best practices. I'm so glad that you're here. You are listening to episode 13 of the Simply Teach podcast, and I am so proud to share that I've successfully made a shorter podcast. Less than 20 minutes. You're welcome. This week, I'm in your ears again with a mini sewed classroom management is the theme for this month and is exactly what I'm talking about today. Hey, would you do me a favor? If you know a teacher, specifically a new teacher, who would find this helpful, would you please share it with them? I so want to be able to help and encourage all teachers, but especially those newbies, because I remember how overwhelming it can be. I was there not that long ago. All right, friends, get your pen and paper ready. Or if you don't have any pen or paper, don't worry, you can head to the show notes because I write it all out there for you. But this one has lots of goodies for you. Here we go. Hey guys, Kelly Jackson here, classroom organization and management coach from the Simply Organized Teacher. And if you have been following along on the blog or the podcast or anything, my social media accounts this month, you know that everything is related around classroom management, which has been fun for me because besides classroom organization, classroom management is one of the most fun things I get to talk about and that I love to help teachers with. Because I really think that classroom management and classroom organization go hand in hand. You cannot have um, a well-managed classroom without an organized classroom. And you can have an organized classroom, but if it's not managed well, well, then there's probably not a lot of good teaching going on. So I think they really go hand in hand with each other. And I'm super excited to be chatting with everybody about that stuff this month. So I want to say that the dogs are in here right now while I'm recording this. They couldn't stand uh, being away from me because they love me. So Scout's going to be fine. She's sitting here next to me and she's chill. Milo, on the other hand, we had to wait, like, three minutes for him to get situated on his spot before I could even push record. But, so, if you hear some, like, little jingle jangle uh, in the audio, that is because Milo is gracing us with his presence today. Okay, so, when I sat down to, like, kind of map out what I wanted this video to be about and the things that I wanted to talk about, I actually made a, uh, what's it called? Like, a bubble map? I think this is a bubble map. I always get bubble and circle map confused, but this is a bubble map. I made a bubble map because I kind of think of classroom management. Like it just made sense in my mind. Classroom management is this is right here in the middle. And then there's all these things we do that branch off from the middle that help establish classroom management. So classroom management is really just how you effectively manage your classroom. So, I'm gonna talk about four main things today that you can do to help establish your classroom management plan. Now, of course, there's way more things that can go into this, but we're just gonna hit on these four today. Okay, so the first thing I'm gonna talk about, which I've already gone way in depth about, but is part of classroom management, is behavior management. So I did a whole podcast, a whole video, a whole blog, whole email whole, all the things on behavior management, but in case you haven't seen it or heard it, let me just give you a real quick rundown. Behavior management is what you're actually doing with your students to manage their behavior. So what whole group, small group and individual, uh, plans do you have in place for your kids? What incentives are you giving them? How are you managing them, um, and rewarding them for the choices that they're making or assigning consequences for, uh, not meeting expectations that you have in your classroom? So that's behavior management. Um, Like I said in the video from a couple weeks ago, uh, I recommend two out of the three. So there's whole group, small group, individual. I've always just stuck to whole group and uh, individual because for me, that was what was easiest to manage. And then in that video, I also talked about what to do with those kids that drive you up the wall that you can't stand, um, that... Just like eat at every part of you because they're they're so difficult to manage. So I talk about uh, strategies to work with challenging students. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go check out podcast episode number 11, and I go into uh, a lot of depth about that. The next thing I want to talk about is establishing routines. So I think both of these behavior management and establishing routines are things that you can be working on right now. Today, it's June. So we've just finished up another school year. We're getting ready to head into um, the next one. We got a while, We, we have summer. Let's not jump ahead of ourselves. Use this time to come up with your behavior management plans and your routines. So what I mean by routines, I like to break it down into student routines, and teach your routines. Let's talk about student routines first because those are going to be um, things that you really need to like lay out and be prepared to teach starting day one. So those are things like how are they going to enter the classroom? How are they going to tell you that they need to go to the bathroom? What are you going to do about kids that need to sharpen their pencils? Are you going to allow them to do that while you're teaching? Is it... um, They can do it as long as you're not talking. What, you know, how are you going to handle that? Some other routines you really want to make sure you have in place is stations. What are they going to be doing at each station? How are they going to get the materials? Where are you going to store the materials out? How are you going to expect them Um, to put them away how are you going to expect them to transition from station to station how are you going to expect your kids to transition throughout the day when you're out in the hallway all of these things you want to make sure that you map out very specifically you don't want to walk in on the first day of school and be like okay guys this is where the read to self station is and um You're going, you want to be able to walk in confidently and say, this is where the read to sell station is at. This is where you get the books. You read the books out of your book bag, or you get the books out of this box. You sit at your desk, or you sit in this spot, or you have these three, whatever it is you want to do. You just need to have them established and laid out. You want to think about how are you going to let them go to the bathroom? Are you going to let them go while you're teaching? Um, Is it once they're working? Just all these little things that like you don't even think about until you're in the classroom and then you're like, oh. I need a routine for that so think about those throughout the school year ask your teacher friends um, if you're still a newer teacher ask some some older teachers even a couple years in what are some things that you wish you would have had a routine in place for before the first day of school that you you had to figure out as you were going Another big thing that I have teachers ask me about all the time is papers what do you how are you gonna manage um, passing papers out to students so like, and not even passing it out to do it, but like once they're done with it, they need to turn it in. Where are they going to turn it in? What are you going to do with it once they turn it in? How are you going to give it back to them? How are you going to let them know that they need to uh, fix it or they were absent and they need to make that up? How are you going to manage all that. You need a system in place. I've got a whole blog post on how to manage papers that I will link to in the show notes. So go check that out because there's a lot of great ideas in there and I actually go through the flow. Of course, you also want to think about how are you going to handle dismissal? What are your expectations? Dismissal is the craziest time of the day for me and the time of the day that I'm most likely to raise my voice and yell at my kids and go crazy because it's hectic because I've got to get them out the door. So what plans are you gonna have in place? What time do you need to start? Are you gonna set an alarm? What time are you gonna set that alarm? Just think about all those little details uh, for the end of the day. So those were some student routines. Then you've gotta think about teaching your routines. Um, how are you going to handle lesson planning? How, where are you going to store your lesson plans? How are you going to handle papers from the office, uh, notes home? How are you going to handle all that? Those are all things that you want to think about and you want to write down and have a plan for. So that way, this is the perfect time. Summer's the perfect time to do all of these things because I promise you when the school year starts, I'm getting on my soapbox right now. I'm really sorry, but I promise you when the school year starts, you're going to be so overwhelmed with everything that needs to be done, especially if you're a first year teacher, you're going to be like, holy You know what I was supposed to say right there. I didn't even know all this went into teaching. And you're not going to, what to do with papers from the office or what to do with notes from parents is going to be the least of your worries that they're going to go in a stack on your desk to be lost and never dealt with. So think about these things now. So that way, when that time comes, you already have a plan in place. Okay, I'm going to step off my soapbox now. See, this is why I like classroom management, because I'm super passionate about it, because I think it's so important. Okay, so let's move on. Like I said, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Talked about behavior management. We talked about classroom routines. Now let's talk about how you can create uh, classroom management with engagement with your kids. You've got to be an engaging teacher. What are some ways you can engage your students? So the first thing I'm going to say is Kagan. If you don't know what Kagan is, go Google it. It will be the first thing to pop up. Kagan Cooperative Learning is a set of structures that you can implement in any course, in any grade level, in any subject, and it's a framework of how you can teach your kids and get them to cooperatively work together. It's different from group work because they are assigned roles and they're working with their team on those, uh, whatever their role is. Uh, Find a Kagan workshop, beg, plead your administration to pay for you to go, It is so worth it. There, I will link to it in the show notes. There is a book called Kagan Cooperative Learning, and it's like their big generic book, kind of like unloading everything about Kagan. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. I'll also link to the podcast episode where I got to interview Dr. Kagan, which is like, I mean, Dr. Kagan is huge. Kagan is a worldwide, like... Countries all over the world use Kagan. He travels all over the world teaching about these structures that he uh, created. And I got to interview him, so I'm like, you know, pretty excited about that. But, anyways, I will link to that uh, podcast because he does a great job of explaining what Kagan is and giving you some ideas of some structures. So, Kagan Cooperative Learning would be the first thing I would say to look into for creating some engagement in your lessons. Some other great resources that I would look into is Amy Lemons and Hope King. I know there's some more, but those are the two that I follow the most. Um, They have put on the Get Your Teach On conference, and it's all about setting the stage to engage. In fact, uh, Hope King and her husband, Wade King, just came out with a book called The Wild Card, and it's all about ways to create an engaging classroom. That's on my summer reading list. It should be on your summer reading list because... I went to their conference and I would imagine that a lot of the things that are in the book are things that they talked about in the conference. And if that's the case, there are some great ideas in there about how you can engage your kids. Um, Room transformations. When I went to this conference, it it was so overwhelming. There was not in like a bad way, but just like so many good ideas. And I, I don't know if you're like me uh, as a teacher where it's like, there's a ton of ideas and you can't implement them all. And so you just feel like kind of like helpless, like I'm just going to give up that's kind of how i was at this conference and then i'd have a heart to heart with myself and, and just be like okay i can't do it all but what can i do well and the one thing i chose to like really like implant in my brain from that conference was room transformation and that's um Redecorating, redesigning your room for a theme to teach a certain thing. So I only did it once this year, but you know what? Once is more than I would have done had it not gone to this conference. And I transformed my room into a boot camp and did the writing boot camp that um, they did. They modeled with us at the conference, but that room transformation, it. It shifts something in the kids. It gets them excited. It sets a new environment and gets them motivated to work because like, ooh, look, there's a tent in our classroom and there's a a pretend campfire and it just sets up um, a really engaging environment for the kids. What I just mentioned there was get your teach on conference. The wild card book. You can order it on Amazon. Um, Broom transformations is a great idea. And then another fun way I got, uh, I talked with Michelle Ferre from Pocketful Primary about this just a couple weeks ago on episode 10 of the Simply Teach podcast. But she talked about how she had a male teacher who had like this whole wall of hats in her classroom, her second grade teacher. And he would just put on random hats throughout the day. And, you know, what a fun, like, easy way to just kind of engage the kids like you notice that the kids are kind of in a lull it's after lunch you throw on a hat or you change your voice or you stand on top of a table these are all things she she shared that she's seen done or she's done and I even tried it I I tried standing on tables and changing my voices and the kids they kind of look at you funny like what's going on but then they get excited because there's something different and you're not just being the same old boring teacher that you normally are I'm not saying you're a boring teacher that's not what I meant but do you know what I mean like you're just changing it up a little bit. And if you're anything like me, we get into the like routine of every day and all the stuff that we have to get done that we sometimes lose that excitement. But something you can kind of start thinking about now, what are going to be my two or three go-to like, bam, I need engagement. I'm going to stand on the table. I'm going to whip out this Kagan structure. I'm going to plan for room transformation. What is it going to be that's going to be your go-to engagement? Pick a couple of them. Think about them them plan for. All right. And the last thing that I want to encourage you to really be mindful of is giving your kids ample amount of brain breaks because we know that kids can't sit for long. They can't focus for long. And I saw this even yesterday. We were watching a video. It's, you know, the end of the school year, we just finished up field day. We're watching a video and they're like super intrigued for the first 30 or 40 minutes. I got, I have second graders. So they, you know, they could focus for, for a while, but then about 40, 45 minutes in, I could just nobody was talking, but it was just like, I could hear the movement of like rolling around or, you know, sitting and rocking on the yoga ball or, you know, just like little movement. And that noise drives me crazy. So if you know that about yourself, how are you going to provide ample time for them to get their wiggles out? And what are you going to do? We all, Hopefully, all know about Go Noodle, which is a great free resource. The kids love it, and that can be a reward that you give kids for positive. You know, you can let them buy a Choose the Brain Break pass and let them choose the Go Noodle that you're going to do. Another really, really fun resource is Silly Sports and Goofy Games. Again, this is by Dr. Kagan, and it's this huge book. I wish I had it with me, it's still at school. Um, It's this huge book of all of these game type activities that you can do in the classroom. Most of them don't even involve any kind of like prep work or, um, like manipulatives or or any kind of tools or anything to do. They're just fun games that you can say, Hey, I noticed that we are, um, kind of in a lull right now. Let's stand up. We're going to do a silly sport and goofy game. I keep those little, um, I'll link to them in the show notes, but they're from Ikea. They're like little plastic bins that hang, I think what you're supposed to do is buy the rod from Ikea and then they hang on the rod and you can store stuff in them like scissors or pencils or whatever. I use mine. I hang them on the whiteboard ledge. And then on Popsicle sticks, I went through the Silly Sports and Goofy Games book and picked like 15 to 20 of the ones that I liked the best or I thought would be the easiest to explain to my kids. Write them on a Popsicle stick. When you see that lol, grab a Popsicle stick, whatever's on there, do it. I even, um, when I was doing that, I put the page number of the game from the book on the Popsicle stick. So if it was a new one, I could just, I could flip right to that page and say, okay, this is what we're going to play egg beater. That's what this game is called. Um, Here are the instructions. Okay, go. And the kids loved it. They really even love it more than go noodle because they're getting to like interact with each other. There's one called like air traffic controller where they have to stick their arms out. Like there's two people. One of them has to stick their arms out like an airplane. And then the air traffic controller walks behind the, the airplane. So right now I'm the airplane. I have to close their eyes. The air traffic controller stands behind them and directs them around the classroom all while the airplane has their eyes closed, their eyes closed. So it's a fun way like to get them up and moving and get them interacting with each other. So a couple resources that I want to share with you. These are both books that um, I did in my undergrad and they were great. And I even pulled them out the other night when I was prepping for this. And kind of just went through and flagged some things and made note of some chapters that I want to reread again this summer. But um, I think I mentioned this one in last video I did on behavior management, but setting limits in the classroom. This may be an outdated version, but you can just Google it or Amazon it, you know, search for it. And then positive uh, discipline in the classroom. So both of these are really great resources that I used in my undergrad and really helped shape a lot of what happens in my classroom. The The main thing that I want to get across to you is in order to teach and be able to teach effectively, you've got to have management plans in place. You've got to have routines in place so that way you know what the expectations are, so the kids know what the expectations are, so that you can create the environment for safety, for fun, for engagement. All those things come with setting a, a classroom management plan. So I'd love to hear some things that you uh, think need to be in a classroom management plan as well. I'm in a few Facebook groups, and that literally is the question I see the most. Is first-year teachers coming in saying, oh, I'm teaching this grade next year. What do I need to do? What plans do I need to have in place? So send me an email. Leave me a comment. Let me know. Good luck. Talk to you later. All right, y'all, that's it for this week's episode. Please, if you're enjoying the show, head over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. I would so, so, so appreciate it. I'll see you back here next week. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. Don't forget to head over to the simplyorganizedteacher.com for all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and you can sign up for my email list there. Also, be sure to find the Facebook group because I want to be your social media friend. The fun music you're listening to that's provided by hooksounds.com.